Hello, welcome to the Preacher Dad Podcast. My name is Jared, and I am the Preacher Dad, and I blog over at PreacherDad.com, where you can find out more about our ministry. We're trying to equip and inspire uh, Christians in the West to engage in the culture war and stand up and make their voices known. And uh, I would love for you to go over there and be a part of that. I am so glad to have you joining us today because I have here with me um, Ed and Matt back with us again today. And hello. Are... <laughs> uh, say hello, Matt, so people know your voice. Uh, hello, this is Matt. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. And all right, Ed, you can uh, make sure people know who you are. And and Ed has died. I'm sorry. Sir, no. go ahead. No. Hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm just uh, very pleased to have these guys with me on the show today. And um, we want to discuss a very uh, important topic to the three of us. And um, before I do that, though, I just want to remind everyone in the listening audience that um, (laughs) we're not perfect. I know it sounds like we are, and uh, you might think that we just have gloriously wonderful lives, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've we've all made mistakes and have done things in the past that we're not proud of. And so, you know, we are a work in progress and we're just trusting the Lord to, you know, guide us and lead us in the right ways. So uh, some of the things that we discussed today um, could lead to some confusion, maybe, I suppose. And I just kind of wanted to put that out there that uh, anyone listening to us needs to realize that, um, you know, we haven't done everything right. And uh, we're not speaking from a place of condemnation or um, holier than thou. We're just wanting to give some perspective uh, on something that we think is important in the Christian world. And that subject is um, the Institute in Basic Life Principles. That is an organization that the three of us have all been a part of. Um, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> And, uh, you know, for better or for worse, uh, the three of us were at one point or another in fairly high levels of uh, influence within that organization. And uh, I thought that given uh, uh, some recent media attention that has been given to IBLP slash ATI slash Bill Gothard, that we would uh, try to address some of those uh, some of those issues um, I, there is a well-known documentary on Amazon Prime called Shiny Dark Happy Angry People, People, right? It's, it's called it's what? Dark Angry People. Dark Angry People, exactly. Yes. Um, no, Shiny Happy People has been very well, um, I, I was going to say well-received. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, well-known. a certain segment of the population, that's true, I'm sure. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, it's very well known, and I have not yet seen the documentary. I sort of put it aside um, because I sort of, I guess I believe that I know how Hollywood would present the topic. But uh, these two guys across the digital table from me here uh, have seen the show, and I wanted to get their takes on it and uh, see if they could give us some, uh, some insight about the, the documentary. So who's first? Well, first of all, let me jump in. Um, Go for it. If I may. We're trying not to talk over each other this time. We'll see how good. <laughs> we're 
We're, we're not necessarily. It's rather hard to do. <laughs> he was waiting for you to start, start talking. I know it. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> we're going to try and be nice guys. Normally we're corny guys, right? But <laughs> that's our typical modus operandi. So, yeah. Um, I think to start this thing off, one of my uh, takes on not just the documentary, but a lot of reaction that I've seen about it has been, um, you know, extremely negative uh, towards the Institute. And I think um, a lot of that is justified because of a lot of abuses and things that have come to light as a result of that. Um, So I think part of what we want to do is, is not, you know, you said something about that, um, what we may talk about today could cause some confusion. Well, I hope not. <laughs> I hope we can um, not be confused about, uh, you know, what's right and what's wrong in the context of that documentary. Um, you know, it, it, we all have our own perspectives, I know, but um, what I would love to see is if we can provide some clarity at, at least from our experience within the Institute. So it's not all good, but it's not all bad. It's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but it's also, let's not excuse anything that was actually wrong. Absolutely. Um, that I agree damaged that people in the name of God. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's, that's the bigger perspective here is that if, um, uh, if we've got a bone to pick um, with either with, you know, like you said, Hollywood, I don't, I don't know that Hollywood necessarily made this, um, per se, but at least a, a production company that's trying to, um, swing a particular narrative. I don't think it was a Christian ministry that produced the documentary. Maybe not, but those may be opposite ends of the pendulum. Um, but whoever it was, you know, they have a narrative they're trying to persuade us in the uh, streaming audience uh, to, to adopt, or at least to see that perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, I think part of what we need to analyze is that as with any entertainment, you know, regardless of who it comes from, we need to not just deal with the subject matter that they're trying to portray, but ask the questions like, you know, for instance, why did they put this thing out when they did? Or, yeah. you know, what's the um, the subtext as to what they're trying to say through this documentary? Yeah, I got That you. may be true, may be false. Okay, so give me um, give me a quick summary of what you thought of the documentary from each of you. Go ahead, go ahead, Jared. <laughs> Uh, We're both pointing at each other. <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm fine to go, but you didn't get much airtime when we talked last. Time. I want to give uh, you as much was, voice as possible, dude. It was deliberate. It was deliberate. <laughs> no, I, um, go ahead. No, I'm good. Okay. Well, <laughs> so um, I guess overall, I would say that. Um, the perspective on 
the Duggars in particular, uh, which I think was kind of the entry point for, you know, this documentary. Um, from what I know and have seen, I don't think there's any, uh, you know, necessarily any kind of negative, like you, you can't take that much other way than the way it was presented um, because their story has been so public, um, you know, in, in all forms of media for a pretty long time now. Um, not just because of their show, of course, but because of all the aftermath and the things that took place mm-hmm. uh, with Josh and with now with the sisters and with all of the other right. uh, fallout from that. So, you know, I, I think where, for me anyway, what I had noticed when they segued into talking about the Institute um, was that there was no discussion of the positive side of what the Institute was trying to accomplish. Um, and even <clears throat> why affectionately call Billy G now, uh, Mr. Gothard, you know, that sure, there were a lot of things that he um, taught that was out of balance, out of whack. Um, but there were a lot of things that also got taught that don't get as much attention um, that from what I see in the scriptures uh, was, you know, at least an attempt to uh, follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the point, right? True. So I think, you know, there was some um, definite misalignment or, or miscommunication there. So you're saying that they left out um, any representation of some of the positives that, uh, that we observed um, in, and just focused on all the negatives mainly. Yeah. Um, not just that we observed, but that have, impacted our lives mm-hmm. on, you know, us three individually, our families by extension. Um, and I, I think, you know, a lot of other people um, through the decades that, you know, you can't just, you know, the, the phrase is going to get overused, but throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, because I, you know, I use because the same phrase all the time too. Yeah got dirty so um. well and you know just so that we are clear because clarity is important that bathwater was plenty dirty and (laughs) there was plenty of things that absolutely should not have happened and um you know if you listen to this podcast long enough you'll figure out that uh that we definitely had some issues with uh the way the institute was doing things and that we are not uh we're not downplaying that. I'm not sure I believe every single scandalous report that I heard, but I believe enough of them to say that was really, really bad. And uh, that, that bathwater was plenty dirty, but there was still a precious baby in there. And there was a lot of uh, really excellent truth that um, was presented through the Institute, maybe not always from Mr. Gothard, but there was uh, plenty of other people that presented things that greatly benefited and blessed my personal life, my family. I know, Ed, you would say the same. 
Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. But and, um, and I would also note, and they did uh, present this also in the documentary, is that there were a lot of people that taught things that were damaging and that oh, did sure. things that were damaging. So it's it, to lump everything together under one banner of, I think in the, the documentary, they, they kept calling it IBLP. Um, even they, when they were talking about the homeschooling side of ATI, um, all these IBLP, IBL peers, that's kind of tongue twister. Um, that's, that's that, close. This is a PG show. Okay. Don't talk about peas. Wow. The if you don't eat your peas, man, you're not going to stay healthy. But anyway. And we go right back to corny. <laughs> That's our <laughs> default. We can't help it. We can't keep corny out that long. People would get bored. <laughs> People would stop rolling their eyes. But oh, anyway, uh, you know, the, the nature of the documentary was not trying to i mean obviously they're they're uh, um trying to convince the viewer of how um debauched and horrible the the people who were involved in the institute were even mm-hmm. to the extent of I, I think the one of the statements was that it uh, made every father may not be a direct quote, but it, it made every father a cult leader and every home an island or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. it, real similar to my, my, my take too, um, in, in that regard where, where it was very clear the, um, uh, kind of the one-sided nature of the ones telling the story. Like clearly they thought it was a cult and there was no other explanation. That was the only, only side of it that was really presented. Um, you know, I firmly believe that it was not started with that intention. They seemed to imply that it in fact was, and that it was always the intention of Mr. Gothard to be a cult leader and to start a cult. And, and that's just simply not the case. Um, and I'm not going to get all into people's intentions because that's, in my opinion, that's <laughs> there's way more involved. You got to know it, know the situation a whole lot deeper uh, to start speaking of that. But um, you know, I, just the evidence isn't there to really support that, in my opinion. And and we can always also see we can see the good that was done of it, as you've already mentioned. You know the 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 different ministries and the good things that did come out of it. Like that was its intention. It was intended to be something that, that shared the gospel, that shared biblical truth, that, um, that uh, uh, helped people, not, not one that tried to control or, or all the things that turned into it. Now, I do think that there was, there were some folks that kind of used it differently than it was intended. And that some of the following and, and things like that, um, kind of took it in another direction and that's what was a contributing factor uh in the in kind of the downfall if you will but um that i mean that's kind of getting a little, little into the weeds a little bit because since the question was really about the uh the documentary itself um but you know that that's kind of my initial take on it my initial take was like man this is clearly one-sided very clear yeah, there's some people that would say that 
you know, the Institute started out being a problem. Like there were serious doctrinal problems right from the beginning. Um, and uh, I think that's where they probably glean that from. There's, there's a, lot of, um, a lot of people that, that believe that um, there was uh, all these damaging, destructive teachings uh, right from the very beginning and that they were uh, just bringing forth fruit later on. Uh, the, the, the downfall, as you put it, Matt, uh, was just the fruit of the, the false teaching that was in there from the beginning. How, how would you guys address that, um, that opinion? Well, uh, to, for, for one thing, um, if, if the, the teachings, the core teachings of the Institute, i.e. the basic seminar, um, the seven, what were called the seven basic principles of life, uh, were doctrinally unsound, then one question of mine would be, why did it draw so many people from all different areas of society, uh, all different strata, um, you know, um, in the 60s and 70s when it got enormous and it was filling stadiums, uh, from all different backgrounds and denominations, uh, all all belief systems within the Christian world uh, were going to these things and it was changing their lives. Uh, and some would argue, I'm sure that, that, you know, those teachings, even though they may have been biblical, you know, they may be out of balance. And I've, I've had conversations recently with um, some friends and family members that, and I agree with them to this extent that, uh, some of those teachings, um, whether it was straight out of Bill Gothard's mouth or whether it was, um, you know, those things taken and then retaught by other people, that they definitely, especially, uh, and they this is the one they talk about in the documentary, is the issue of authority. Is that was taken so far out of whack that... Um, it didn't resemble what what the uh, the place for authority in the structure that God set up in the Bible, mm-hmm. the, the way that human beings should relate to authority, mm-hmm. um, that the Institute's teaching, and not just, like I say, per se the Institute and Mr. Gothard, but people that would take it and use it um, in their own homes even, not just teaching it in churches and and other seminars and things, but would use it in their own homes. Uh, and that, sorry to say, I've seen too much evidence of, uh, and I, I think you guys probably would say the same thing. Um, at least you oddly, um, sorry, listening audience. That's a shorthand for us. Um, (laughs) I, (laughs) I think if you listen to the last episode, you'll understand. But uh, my name is Jared, but spelled with an O-D. And his name is Jared, spelled with an E-D. So I'm Odd, and he's Ed. He's Edward, and I'm Oddward. That's our... Which doesn't make me un-odd, but... (laughs) I wasn't going to say it, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Matt knows better. 
We're both <laughs> weird, but I'm odd. <laughs> so anyway, um, to the point, you know, there's there's too much evidence, firsthand evidence on my part, and I think on yours, Jared, because we both um, served in the same role, where we would see stories of families where this was the case, um, where fathers in particular would abuse their quote unquote authority over their families. Uh, and it became something very much ungodly, not even close to godly. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the documentary talks about that as well. And, and in my opinion, um, they are quite accurate about that. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I feel like they are accurate in that in that um, in their depiction of what happened. But I do think that the um, like the they get they start getting into the intention a little bit more. Yeah, and so that's, that's where it, it kind of right to me. It was like still kind of like ah no, that's not why, or that's not what was going on, or that's not what they were trying to do, or whatever. But, um, you know, that's, that's the kind of the, the, I don't know, the feeling that I took on it, but I do, I do agree. Like people took it way to an extreme and, and that's where a lot of the problems started. That's where people started having issues and not started, but continued and, and whatnot. Yeah. To some extent, um, it, it, it plays true, uh, in relation to other things that I've seen in, uh, in life is, um, I think people talk about money in the same way is whatever is inside of you, money will just make, will, will expound. So if you get more money, if you are a, a good hearted, um, you know, thrifty, uh, entrepreneurial person say, then that money is going to help a lot more people. It's, it's not going to make you greedy. It's not going to turn you into some, you know, miserly, wicked, uh, cantankerous business owner with a top hat and a monocle. Um, <laughs> <you know. clears throat> but if you are that kind of person, if you if you are a Uncle Moneybags, and that's the the only thing in life, the more money you get, the worse that that's going to amplify in your life. And I think a lot of the teachings within the institute. Um, and not just the Institute. I I mean, I think that kind of plays itself out in a lot of different ways. I mean, I I think that's an important point. That's exemplified in the same way. Yeah. There's plenty of, of uh, organizations that no one would call a cult that still teach things that are wrong and people take their teachings and blow them up out of proportion or they, they uh, yeah. twist them up so that they become damaging to, to the to to those that are receiving that information. But that's not not to say that the the ministry itself was a cult. It's just that they had some wrong teachings and things that they were doing wrong and saying that were incorrect. And I think that that's important that we uh, recognize that. That uh, but you know there was. You're right, Ed. There is a lot of abuses of power, and I think that that is probably the thing that people react to the most is the teaching on authority, and the, the that principle was probably used most often 
to abuse power. And um, it was misunderstood in many, many ways. But um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think that uh, I want to get into something. Um, you know, we spent a lot of time in the Institute. I mean, my, my family joined up when I was 10 years old. If anyone should have been indoctrinated and, and twisted and messed up by the Institute, it would have been me and my family because I'm the oldest. And when I was 10, we started the Institute and we did all of the ATI stuff. And I didn't, I was only ever homeschooled and we never used any other curriculum. Uh, well, I mean, we supplemented some things, but I mean, we were heavy into wisdom booklets. We went to Knoxville slash Nashville conferences every single year. I was, uh, you know, like the number two guy in ATI for a little while. Um, and, uh, Ed, you were right up there, Matt, you were right up there. You were like, Matt, weren't you like, you know, Mr. Gothard's like, favorite <laughs> I don't remember. But, uh... <laughs> maybe not. My point is that, um, in spite of that, I believe that we have still a biblically orthodox view of Christ and of the world. And um, I think that that's, uh, that's important to note. So when we come back from the break, we're going to get into that and uh, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully avoid the corny jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that again, Ed. I thought we were going to break. I was saying, oh, yeah. now it's time for a word from our sponsor, Jello. <laughs> we'll be right. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, parents! If you're looking for a fun and entertaining way to teach your children about character then I've got the right podcast for you to check out. It's called Character Stories Podcast. On the Character Stories Podcast, we do voices of all shapes and sizes, and we have occasionally sound effects as well. And I would love for you to come and join us over there and uh, hear a great story that has a great lesson and moral in it as well. So come on over and check out the Character Stories Podcast today. everybody welcome back and uh we are discussing um how uh, good that jello was yeah how good (laughs) our sponsor uh yum (laughs) Uh, jello was hurt in the making of this podcast jellos were no jellos were hurt (laughs) never consumed but they weren't hurt uh well guys i uh i want to focus on a little bit uh, we started talking a little bit about the foundations of IBLP and the Institute. Um, you know, we definitely admit that there are some serious problems uh, that came from IBLP, that uh, Mr. Gothard did things that were absolutely wrong, um, that uh, there were some very false teachings. Uh, but uh, we were just discussing during the break that, uh, you know, there was uh, <laughs> uh, there was a long discussion during the break, but uh, you know the institute 
strayed away from its foundations and its moorings. But when it originally began, way long time ago, it was focused on God's word. And as much as it may have strayed, and there's plenty of ministries over the years that have done so, as much as it strayed and as much damage as was done, it was originally focused on God's word. And I think that's uh, where the the documentary and many other people's opinions, um, where they get a little bit off base there. Well, I think that's the, the absolute critical point, too, is that um, you've got, you know, if you're not based and you're not grounded and you're not founded in the word of God, you're going to get off base. You're going to go off into uh, into the weeds and and get off on all these these different things because you're not grounded. You're not finding that foundational pivot, a point of of the word of God. And and when that's not there, you know, that that's you're, no foundation. You can't stand up. <laughs> you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. And um, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, <laughs> I agree, Matt. Um, we have a, sorry, we had, we had a little distraction. Um, hopefully we're able to fix that in post. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think that, I think that a lot of families strayed from the truth. And I think that, that, and, and, and families do, you know, our family did and, uh, people stray from God's word. But when we come back to the word of God, that's when we find our mooring. That's when we find our foundation. And, you know, families do that. People do that. And, you know, I've seen all kinds of damage in homes that had nothing to do with the Institute. They were completely devoid of any, any connection to Bill Gothard. And yet they still strayed from the truth. They still did things they shouldn't do. And, well, um, and if we're honest, that's the default state of humanity is not connected to the truth. Exactly. Uh, even if you know the Bible, if, if you uh, were raised in church and whatever, were taught Bible stories as a kid or whatever the case may be. Um, and this is something we talked about during the break, too, is it's not necessarily just the connection to the word of God, per se, but it's the source behind the word of God, that if you're not connected to Jesus if the spirit of the living God is not at work inside of you, um, that's your doom is you're going to stray from the truth. You're not going to be connected to, um, to any kind of foundation or mooring, uh, regardless of how hard you try, regardless of however many counselors or therapists or, um, psychiatrists you may visit. Um, you know, there's no, basis for human life that's not connected to this to its source that's right that's why we need to have a bit heavy but oh i'm sorry were you done no that's fine so you're good well i'm just uh, you just reminded me of a greek word we need to have epignosis not just gnosis gnosis means knowledge it's, it's the head knowledge Epignosis means down from knowledge. It means revealed knowledge or in yeah. uh, the NASB says true knowledge. That's something that only God gives to us through his spirit. Right. 
So yep. it's it's not enough just to learn the Bible or to, you know, study it, even though that's important. You know, you have college professors and seminary professors that have a great deal of knowledge about the Bible, but they don't know the guy who wrote it because plenty they, of pastors too. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah, regardless of, of your title. Yeah. And plenty of Pharisees in Jesus day were, <laughs> they were yeah. the, the ultimate Bible scholars, but yeah. yet they were the furthest from the truth. Exactly. And so we need to have both the spirit and truth. That's why Jesus said, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. And honestly, that's where meditation comes in. Meditation helps you connect to um, the Holy Spirit. I don't mean just like sitting oh, in a That is not the meditation I'm referring to. I'm Can referring we sing a hymn to- while we're meditating? <laughs> I'm referring to focusing on the words of God because those words are alive. But right. I think, um, you know, I think that to the degree that Mr. Gothard and IBOP strayed from that mooring is the degree that they brought damage to other people. And, and themselves. Yeah. And themselves, truly. But to the degree that they stayed faithful to those principles. And there were aspects of the Institute that were faithful to the word of God, that were consistent. There were people, there were families high up in leadership that were, were focused on God's word, that were consistent in connecting to the Lord and uh, were a bright light in, in what was sometimes a very difficult place to be. Um, but yeah, you know, we all have our stories as far as that goes. Well, we do. I think that should be. Hey, wait a minute. That's, That's a, a different podcast. podcast on its own. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Matt, do you have click the link? <laughs> I'm going to say click the link to be taken right to that podcast. Yeah, no, we, have, um, <laughs> we have sponsors for that too. Uh, what was your question? I missed it because I was talking over you. <laughs> Matt, I just asked if you had anything to add to that. I don't really think so. I mean, I think you, you, you certainly hit on all of it. Um, you know, I think the, Going back to the documentary itself, clearly they they don't see that they don't see that aspect of of IPLP. They just see the bad. They figure it was you know done uh, um, intentionally. The bad was done on purpose and and all those things. Now that being said, I do think that there's plenty of bad to be spoken against. So I'm not saying that they are documentary. All, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying they're, they're totally off base, but, um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, just want to reiterate, you know, the, the intentionality or the um, starting point, not the intentionality, but the starting point of IBLP and, and w- the reason that it was, was brought about was a um, focus on the word, but then also knowing the Christ that wrote the word. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's why it, what we did benefit from, that's why we benefited from, benefited from it. And, um, so, you know, I, was my experience all positive? Absolutely not. Did I make a bunch of mistakes? I absolutely did. But I am so grateful to know the God that has that whose grace is sufficient for those mistakes. And, you know, that, that I am not stuck in that sin that I can, that through the grace of God, I can be an overcomer, that I am an overcomer. 
and that I can can pursue a right relationship with him in spite of that uh, dark background. And that you have a right relationship with him. Right. Yes. Because of what he did. Yeah. Right. And that like the the connection to that, um, even though I'm sure you guys, I, I don't uh, know all of your <laughs> family history, but I'm sure you were raised in church from your uh, birthday <laughs> like I was. From egg. <laughs> I, I was um, born in the nursery at the church, so yeah, you know. that's creepy. I don't want to hear that story. <laughs> but it's not true. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know it's not. We just got to pat him on the head and say, "Nice boy." But I'm, sorry, I'm struggling with lying. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're struggling with joke telling, and it's it's <laughs> evident, bro. But it's okay. We love you in spite of your. <laughs> Uh, no, but the the nature of um, what we learned prior to our institute days, um, because we had parents that loved God and um, wanted that same life for their families, and you know now that we're <laughs> we're all in our uh, midlife, <laughs> as strange as that sounds. Um, <laughs> My wife says, speak for yourself. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I, th- I think um, you guys could say the same thing as, uh, as I say, is that's what I want for my family. Uh, that the continuation of the gospel in my own life, regardless of the failures, because that's human experience. Mm-hmm. You know, human life equals death. (laughs) You know, that's where we're all headed. And the only hope we have for life is the gospel of Jesus Christ Um, and the the redemption that we found as a result of uh, of his life being lived through us. So, you know, the Institute at, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, that was a, a period of time in our lives. There was life before the Institute. There's life after the Institute. There's life in spite of the Institute. Um, And to some extent, life because of the Institute. So I I think, um, you know, regardless of uh, where individual people may stand on the subject, um, if if you don't come back to that, then uh, you've got some soul searching yeah. to do. Well, very well put guys. Um, I, I concur. And, uh, you know, I'm very grateful, uh, in my own life for parents that, uh, pointed me to God's word and pointed me to the Lord and said to me, the most important things are to know Christ and to have godly character, to know his word um, those were all things that were emphasized to us growing up. And I think that uh, was in- incredibly beneficial to us. And uh, the Institute played a part in that. And, you know, it's not like the Institute uh, didn't cause some damage. But uh, I would say that ultimately, I'm just grateful for my parents and their emphasis upon 
the Word of God and upon the Lord Jesus Christ himself. They loved God. As you mentioned, Jared, your parents did as well. And uh, that's just a huge key. There's no way for parents to avoid um, making mistakes. There's no way for them to uh, teach their children everything exactly right. Um, You know, every parent I've ever known has done something wrong to mess up their kids. Uh, But it's a good thing that God is bigger than our mistakes and that he cares about our children more than we do. And that, uh, you know, God can over the grace of God. Matt, I just love what you mentioned about the grace of God. The grace of God is powerful and it overcomes problems in families, no matter how severe or massive they might be. And so I think that's a really important thing that we need to keep in mind. Uh, Whether we have a history with the Institute or not, uh, we have a history with sin uh, if we are alive. And uh, we need to realize that the only way to overcome those sins is through the grace of Jesus Christ, which is essentially the gospel message. Redemption is real and it is necessary. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. I uh, sure appreciate sure appreciate this discussion, and I hope that it has been beneficial for somebody out there listening. If you want to get some more details uh, on this, feel free to contact us. You can go to PreacherDad.com. You can send us an email. Uh, you can send an email to Jared at PreacherDad.com. That's O-D. That's with an O-D, J-A-R-O-D at PreacherDad.com, or you can just find the contact form there on the website. And uh, we would love to hear from you, especially if you're a sponsor. Uh, if you're, no, no. Even if you're not, we'll, we'll be happy to hear from you. But oh, I love, this means you. <laughs> Hello. We would love to, I'd love to thank uh, uh, Ed Yates and Matt Hinton for joining me today. Uh, guys, I look forward to uh, uh, bringing you back on another time. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Looking for, forward to more Jello. <laughs> Sky is Jello. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. We said Jello enough times, we ought to at least get you know a check for a few pennies. <laughs> Free Jello for life is what I'm shooting for. Well, you're going to have to work a little harder. Ugh. You're going to have to work harder. Tag it. No way. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, everybody. God bless. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. Bye. Matt, you're going to say bye to? Nope. <laughs> no, but he already paused the recording. So he's got- no, we're still alive, folks. Still not alive. Live. You better cut that off quick. You only got 120 minutes this month. So, there is a train nearby somewhere. Uh, yeah, about, about 30 feet from my front door. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, and it'll be a second, so you might want to pause the recording. Well, I think I'll just uh... <laughs> maybe this will be an outtake we put at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's three o'clock in the morning, dude. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> wow. How long does it go? Until it's done. 
It has to beep its horn. All honk right, its, its sea horn. Okay, hang on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 